0: Charge up your repulsor blasts and reapply your deodorant because it's episode 157 of the Fanboy Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brett Miro, and boy, do we have a show this week. Got some great topics to cover. Great topics to cover and a great start to the podcast. Um, Once again, Mario will not be joining me this week. I'm just giving him some time, uh, you know, to be with his family. And um, again, if you weren't with us last week, um, Mario's abuela passed away. Um, He was very close with her. Obviously, it was a devastating loss to him and his family. And um, I just haven't really wanted to bother him. I'm letting him, you know, do his thing. So it'll be another solo episode, but we got a lot of stuff to cover. All right, folks. A lot of great stuff to cover. Um, So. Let's start uh, off with, with everything that we always do. We're going to start off with everything that we always do. Okay? That's what we're doing. Um, one of the things uh, I, I will I will mention though, your boy looks good. He looks real good this week. You know why? Because I got a ring light. I invested in a nice ring light and although I have barely any room on my desk because I have a pretty shallow desk, uh, I have this ring light on here. It's on a little tripod stand. It's kind of tilted down at me and your boy looks gorgeous. He's glowing. Um, I'm better lit. I could see that the green screen looks a little bit better on the edges and uh, I look a little more even toned. Um, I do notice that I'm getting cooler and warmer though. I don't know what the deal with that is. I have a feeling it's my camera making adjustments depending on how far back I lean or how far I go forward, but that's only going to affect the video watchers. Um, the audio listeners, none of this means anything to you, but Hey, the ring light worthwhile investment. Got it on prime day. It was like thirty bucks, worthwhile. Um, and now I don't have to have two lamps on my desk pointing at me in different direction and different angles, uh, like I did previously. Not that you'd ever know that because it's off screen. But anyway, uh, now that I got the ring light out of the way and the reason why I look so good, because you were probably wondering, um, let's talk about what I've been watching and playing. Um, so update from last week, um, I did uh, hop in and watch uh, the first two episodes of What We Do in the Shadows, uh, two episodes of the new season four. Um, I believe today, as of July 20th, the day I'm recording this, uh, another episode should have come out, but I have not watched it yet. Uh, so far, so good. I love that show. It's another uh, a Taiko Waititi joint and uh it's very very funny if you don't know what it is it's basically the office except it's following um a group of vampires that live in staten island and uh it's based off of a movie concept by the same name that taika waititi and jermaine Complent, uh, jermaine jermaine clement jermaine clement made um couple, you know some years back and uh i really enjoyed that and they spun it off into a show and in my opinion it's great season three was a little bit weaker than seasons one and two but uh you know so far season four the first two episodes I thought were fine, uh, weren't you know blowing me uh, out of the water, but there's still a lot of great stuff to mine, a lot of little tiny jokes and gags and sight gags and stuff. So it is one of those shows you kind of have to pay attention to to really get a lot of the stuff, but um, nothing had had me rolling off uh, my chair like the first two seasons did uh, so far, but there's still a lot of season uh, to go. So I've been watching what we do in the shadows. That's on FX, where um, you can catch it on Hulu um, after it airs there, uh, if you are simply uh on streaming uh as far as playing i have been continuing uh playing tales of arise i still like it been dipping in here and there play a couple of hours very chatty game uh but it's still fun i'm still enjoying everything the story is propelling me forward um I'm also uh, still playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Just jumped back into that a little bit. I haven't touched it in a couple of weeks. Uh, Did some more missions there. Game is still very, very fun. Uh, One new thing I tackled and one new thing I picked up. Um, So a new game uh, that I have been trying out is called uh, Escape Academy. If you have Xbox Game Pass, it is on there, uh, included on Game Pass this month. It's basically um, an escape room game. So like those, those escape rooms that are like very popular now that people go to in person to do all the little puzzles and escape the room. It's that, but in a game form. And it was actually designed by people who uh, like work in that industry and design escape rooms. And uh, I've only played like there's like kind of like two uh, opening kind of like uh, tutorial uh, puzzles that you do um, kind of like to initiate you. Um, there's like a little like you know story but it's like nothing crazy it's like oh we chose you because you're really smart and now you're in the escape academy Woo! and you gotta like pass all the tests to become a master escape artist it's, it's it's not really important uh but i started that off really enjoying it um and i so i did the first two tutorial ones and then i did like the first like i guess like main mission um when you actually get into the academy past the tutorial and uh yeah really really fun um so far pretty cleverly designed puzzles i like that stuff so i've been enjoying that um as far as what i've picked up i haven't had a chance to try it yet but i will definitely try it by time we have uh, next week's episode so i can tell you about it but this uh, new game stray has just come out um this is the one mario was joking about that you could like lick your ass or whatever (laughs) in it um this game was teased i think like last year it's like um you're like a little cat in a dystopian like cyberpunk future. And it's like apparently like an adventure uh, adventure e kind of game, little bit of platforming stuff, but uh, I don't think it's like heavy in any direction. um, As far as like combat or, or platforming, I think it's kind of basic stuff. And, uh, but I'm here, it's getting great reviews. The story is supposed to be really well. I picked it up. I downloaded it. I haven't started it yet. I will probably start it tonight after I finish recording this podcast. Uh, So that's my quick little uh, what I've been watching and playing. And then uh, we'll get a little more to uh, into something else that I have watched, um, something I mentioned I started last week, and I finished it. But I'm going to save that for later, so you'll have to wait to find out what it is. Uh, so that's it. Now, next topic, a topic that we make a lot of jokes about every week because we never have anything, and that's our Superman on film update. Uh, so this is uh, our update for July 21st, 22, and there's there's a little something there's a little something this week. I don't have to make a lame joke or just be like, ah, there's nothing. And then move on. We have a little bit of something. Um, so this comes from, um, deadline, uh, has, uh, put out an article kind of teasing what types of announcements could come during the San Diego Comic-Con, which is this coming, uh, Saturday, which would be, if I'm not mistaken, the, uh, 23rd, um, WB and DC have their whole H panel on Saturday. Um, so, one of the things uh, that the article has noted is that there um, there could be a surprise appearance from Henry Cavill uh, teasing um, that there will be more Superman in the DCEU I don't know if this is just you know wishful thinking obviously it's something on everyone's minds we've all been wondering thinking about it he's had all those cryptic teases in the past the rock has had all these teases that he's going to meet up with superman we know we have black adam coming at the end of the year and we know that david zaslav from uh, warner discovery the new head of warner discovery wants superman fast tracked, and we know there's a script and we know all the rewrites are happening we know all these little tidbits so i don't know if it's just coming off of that and everyone's like let's just get everyone pumped and deadlines trying to get everyone psyched but you know what Uh, it's very likely we could get henry cavill uh making an appearance um to tease something So Mario and I had previously previously talked um, uh, about uh, that in Black Adam, there is likely going to be a a Superman tease. Um, The rumor has been that it's going to be another headless Superman tease akin to the one we got in, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Shazam, the first Shazam at the end of that. And or maybe, you know, akin to uh, the little silhouetted Superman uh, we saw at the uh, in the finale of Peacemaker. But um, listen, it's, it's not out of the question, uh, that we're gonna see Henry Canville, uh, maybe, uh, and very likely he will tease, um, that he will be making a cameo or there'll be some appearance from him or reference to him in black Adam. Um, Like I said, Mario and I talked about that, that headless tease was going to happen. And we both kind of felt the same way that unless you have something else on the horizon for Superman, it's just kind of like, it's not cute. And it's a little fucking annoying that you're just going to put another stupid silhouette or headless Superman in there with no plans for a Superman future yet uh, revealed. So um, if Henry Cavill does indeed show up, I'm pretty excited because that means that uh, they maybe we will get in and I don't think he's going to show up just for to announce that he's, he's going to like maybe be in Black Adam. I think there will be a little more to it or at least like some kind of announcement that like, yes, he is returning as Superman in a mainline Superman movie. Um, and if that's the case, hopefully he doesn't have to do a stupid headless cameo in, uh, or Superman doesn't have to have a headless cameo in Black Adam and they could just actually have Henry Cavill um, or at least even if they do the headless cameo, which is stupid. Stupid. It's still stupid. Um, Even if they do that, at least we know that there's some Superman goodies on the horizon. So folks, um, if he indeed does show up on Saturday and uh, announces that um, he's coming back, um, I think that's going to make a lot of people happy. And uh, I think, you know, from there on out, uh, we will have hopefully a lot more to talk about each week in our Superman on film update. And Mario can start really waxing poetic on Superman stuff. Um, You know, I know he's been also itching to create like Superman, uh, dedicated Superman content that'll probably be separate from this podcast as well. So that'll be awesome. And uh, we'll be we'll be eating good, folks. So I actually really hope this happens. Um, I just want to hear something about Superman. Um, I know some people are. Kind of like over the Cavill thing now, Uh, you know. I've definitely talked to some fans on Twitter that kind of feel like, oh, he's a little old at this point. Like, just start new. I think I've been one of the people that was like, just start fresh. It's a lot of baggage with that, but at the same time, you know, if it might be true, it is kind of exciting. And I and I still did enjoy him as Superman. And if he's in a project, I think that more uh, closely aligns with the character in the comics and what people, you know, diehard Superman fans really want to see. I still think there's a lot of potential for his return, Um, you know, rather than just, you know, necessarily continuing on the exact, you know, uh, character of Superman that he played in the Snyder, in the Snyderverse. Um, If he, you know, is a little more joyful, more hopeful, um, you know, I'm curious to see what they do, but uh, I have a feeling there will be definitely a tonal change uh, for his character uh, versus the Zack Snyder stuff. So uh, while I'm on this, though, normally we do listener questions at the end, but I did get another listener question and it kind of ties in. I kind of started to hint at it. Um, But uh, Eugene Tan, who sent in a bunch of questions last week, thank you, Eugene, sent us another question uh, this week. And um, his question is, with the Black Adam movie set to come out in October 22, uh, 2022, is it possible that the movie will set up the next chapter where we can see Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam fight Henry Cavill's Superman? very curious to hear your thoughts. Um, so yeah, I kind of just said it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, um, it's been teased, you know, to no end with, with the rock himself, Henry Cavill has had those like cryptic tweets and like the tweets from like his manager or whatever, um, kind of saying like, you know, the, 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 what was it? The cape still in the closet or some, some such nonsense. So I think with all that, um, and now this, this little rumor that he might show up on Saturday, I think it's very likely that, um, you know, we will actually see like Henry Cavill, uh, Henry Cavill, Superman be teased, uh, in black Adam. I still think it'll be a post credit thing. And I think if they even tease that, I think before we get our black Adam two, um, I definitely think, and I hope we would get like a solo Superman project to like reintroduce Henry Cavill back into the mix. And then maybe he, you know, shows up in black Adam two or something like that. Or, um, maybe they tag uh, something on uh, to Shazam Fury of the Gods as well to kind of tie them together and then we have like, uh, you know, some kind of team up there at that point. Um, It seems like to me like it would make the most sense to have the Black Adam and Superman fight, you know, happen in a Black Adam or a Shazam movie and kind of like tie them in that way um, rather than like you know black adam being like the main villain in a superman film or something like that not to say that they can't do that but um i think if we're going to do a mainline superman let's get some mainline superman villains and then like let's have a cool team up with Shazam and superman and uh, against black adam or something so um yeah so eugene um it's seeming more likely than ever that we will set up the rocks black adam versus henry cavill's superman um I'm feeling good about it folks it's pretty cool man it's 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 a it's a world of Of wonder and miracles that we live in. Um, So guys, uh, we'll we'll, we'll stay tuned. Hopefully, uh, obviously, if something crazy happens on Saturday, um, I unfortunately won't be able to react to it immediately. I'm going to be away this weekend, but um, rest assured next week, uh, whether it's just me, whether it's just Mario, whether it's me and Mario, uh, we will definitely be talking uh, a shitload (laughs) about whatever happens on Saturday with Henry Cavill and Superman. All righty. So that's our Superman on film update. Uh, next we'll stay in the DC universe. Um, cool little announcement. So there is a Harley Quinn, uh, audio series or podcast. Uh, a lot of these have been coming out kind of popular. I know there's a Batman one right now, um, with, uh, and I'm going to forget his name. Uh, the gentleman from, uh, Black Panther, uh, that played, uh, like the, the other clans like leader, um, um, why am I forgetting his name right now? Uh, anyway, um. It was, he played Umbaku, right? I think was his name in the movie. Oh, um, Winston Duke, if I'm not mistaken. Winston Duke is uh, voicing Batman in this Batman series called Batman Unburied. I've heard good things. I haven't listened yet, but I've heard it's great. Um, So now it looks like, yeah, there's, there, DC is going into this more. So on Spotify, there is going to be Harley Quinn and the Joker sound mine. Um, So it's going to um, basically uh, talk about, Harley Quinn's origin story, but through, uh, the perspective of Harley instead of the way that the Joker has told it in the comics. And, uh, the casting for it is Christina Ricci, uh, will be playing Harley Quinzel, uh, slash Harley Quinn. Um, Because she she had been out of the spotlight for quite a while. You know, I hadn't seen her, like, since she was younger and, like, a lot. She was a, you know, very popular actress back in the day. And recently she's had kind of, like, a little renaissance. Uh, She's in that show Yellow Jackets, which I've heard is on Netflix, which I heard is very, very good. And she's in it, and she's supposed to be very good in it. But um, now that they said that, I never thought of her before, but, like, she's probably, like, a would make a really good Harley Quinn. And I'm kind of like, shit, man, she would actually probably be good either in the Joker sequel or if like Margot Robbie decided to like back off the role or if they wanted to have like some other type of like in-universe uh, Harley Quinn. Christina Ricci is really good casting. I mean, like I definitely think she could look the part and she's she's known for playing like darker characters and stuff like that. So I don't know why I never thought of it before and I'm sure people have thought of it before. But now that I see it on paper, I'm like, oh shit, that's, that's good casting. That is really good. Um, So that's actually really cool. I don't. I don't know if you have to be subscribed to uh, like the Spotify Premium or something like that to access the access this. I don't know how that all works. Um, But um, yeah, if I can like watch it with like out too much, you know, if I'm having to like pay and join in yet another subscription service. uh, or listen, I should say, not watch. I am gonna. I, I will probably check that out. That sounds pretty cool. I would actually like to hear it, and I do want to check out that Batman Unburied. If you're a listener and you have listened to Batman Unburied, I would love to hear your thoughts and recommendations if I should get into it or not. It sounds pretty cool. Uh, so that's a neat little little announcement. Uh, let me know what you think. Christina Ricci as Harley Quinn, man. Why did I ever think of it? Um, next, uh, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, has teased that there could be a magic mic universe. Shut the fuck up. Next, Mortal Kombat movie sequel is moving forward. That's right, folks. Um, I don't know if you, our li- faithful listeners, had checked out the Mortal Kombat movie on HBO Max. It came out last year on my birthday. It was a it was a <laughs> strange birthday present, but um, I thought it was fun. It was it was goofy. It, like I don't know what anyone expected. They wanted some like super serious gritty reboot it's goofy and it's a fighting game and even like in the games the storylines are goofy and crazy and off the walls i thought it was fine i thought it was it had a lot of cool little references um for people that are fans of the games um that i thought were really fun they they had a cool remix of that mortal Kombat theme from the original movies and i actually liked the kind of scorpion sub-zero like backstory that kind of like anchored like uh the emotional through line um you know unfortunately uh The main the main character that was like kind of like the stand in for the audience, uh, who I think was what was it something? What's his name? It's something tan, right? Is is his name? And I I forget. Uh, But um, yeah, he kind of was like flat. And his, his weird Mortal Kombat power was that he got, like, a weird um, armor. <laughs> it was, like, it was like the weirdest, like, power to give him. I don't know. It was very strange. Um, so that part, there was some weird stuff. But overall, it was a fun movie. I, I mean, I, like I said, if you went in expecting, like, fucking The Dark Knight, I, I mean, like, I don't know, like, why your expectations were there. But it was fun. It was goofy. And they are doing a sequel. And it looks like um, Simon McCoy, uh who directed uh, the first one, uh, will be doing this one. Um, he'll direct a script from Jeremy Slater, who recently worked on Moon Knight. So uh we shall see. Uh I don't know if it has any type of date yet um or when it might uh happen, but um, looking, 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 and yeah, I don't know if there's any dates or anything yet, but it's happening, they're gonna do it, and we'll probably see that in the next like year or so. Um so if you wanted a Mortal Kombat sequel, you're getting one. Um, I think there's a lot like little things they could learn from the first one and make this one a little tighter. Um and it, it should if if it has the heart and the goofiness of the first one, I'm in. You know, it, it's a pretty it's one of those turn your brain off, kinda just have a little fun. Uh so Mortal Kombat movie, the sequel's moving forward. Um we also don't have we don't have a title. So uh oh and I should mention, yeah, uh we should be um we don't have anything um, official, but um, the director had previously mentioned um, Kitana, Sindel, Jade, and Johnny Cage. Uh, Johnny Cage was even teased at the end of the first one. Um, so, yeah, that, that's something that uh, will happen, and we'll get some more fan-favorite characters, and uh, we'll have another silly Mortal Kombat movie. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, next, the Russells. Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt Russell. Uh, have joined onto the Godzilla series that will be uh, on Apple TV Plus. Um, so a little, uh, so it, from what I understand, uh, this is connected to the quote-unquote Monster Verse that includes Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and uh, Kong Skull Island, and the uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So all those movies are connected to this. Um, the the quick little little uh, pitch line, the, the the elevator pitch is. Um, Following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco and the shocking new reality that monsters are real, uh, the series will explore one family's journey to uncover its buried secrets and a legacy linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch. Um, so yeah, it's connected to those films, um, which I thought um, I really liked the first Godzilla. The second one, you know, eh. um, Kong Skull Island was awesome. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong was very fun as well. Um, so I, 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 don't have like a particular issue with any of those films. I thought, uh, you know, a couple of them, like two of them were like really good. And then like two of them were like, eh, now, Obviously I would imagine with uh, I mean Apple seems to be like comfortable spending some money and, and budget on their TV shows so but being that it is a TV series I imagine that we're not gonna get too much Titans and monsters and uh, I imagine it will probably focus a lot on the like like it says it's focusing on one family's journey um, on a lot of human drama and they cast Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell you know two very good actors um, uh, in in the movie so it, it's it's interesting. Because the like like bleh, I lost my train of thought, but the whole point I was trying to make is that um, the the people drama has not been the strongest part of any of those MonsterVerse films, and quite frankly, it dragged the films down and it was pretty much not compelling. I mean, most people when they watch these Godzilla and Kong movies, I just want to see Godzilla and Kong smash it and fight other monsters and do that. Um, when every time they pull back away to the human drama, it was just like ugh, snooze fest. Like I'm fucking over it. Let's get back to monster smashing the city. So. You know that that is setting a whole series based around human drama, around that shit. I don't know. I don't know how this how this is going to end up. You know, um, if they are able to actually like make, um, you know, a decent amount of the series. You know, with the Titans and some cool like sci-fi stuff like that. uh, Maybe if if they could actually do like fifty percent of that series being uh, Godzilla and Titan stuff could be really awesome but if it's just going to be like 80 90 percent like just weird family drama and then like 10 percent monsters i don't know i just don't know um so we'll see i i, I don't know about this one I'm looking at anything else like are there other people involved that like that like uh that like did were are people involved in this that were involved in the, in the in the movies i don't know i don't know i can't tell who knows Anyway, uh, that's a Godzilla series. It's uh, it's gonna be made, and it's gonna come out. I don't know if there's any uh, dates or, or times for that yet. But um, now that they're casting, you could assume they're gonna shoot in the next year. So I would imagine like a late 2023 or 2024 debut for that series. Um, I don't know. I'll keep I'll keep my eye on this though. I'm interested with the Russells involved. I mean, that's the only thing maybe that might draw me into it, and just seeing how they balance out the monster stuff and the uh, and the human stuff. Um, all right, next. Um, this is not something I want to dig into too much. I mean, this, this big piece came out on Rolling Stone, an exclusive, um, that a Warner media report, uh, reveals that bots and other inauthentic users uh, bolstered the fan-led campaign for director Zack Snyder's Justice League do-over. Um, so I believe this article is claiming that there were a lot of fake accounts and bots used um, to help you know, push um, the amount of people clamoring for the Snyder Cut to get released, so the Release the Snyder Cut campaign. And I believe it also touches on uh, the fact that uh, bots were also used to help push Uh, the Snyder, the Snyder cut of justice league to win that uh, like Oscar fan favorite cheer moment award. I mean, you know, here's my opinion on it right now. Like just who fucking cares, man. I, how, how are people still caring about this? Like this movie came out, the first movie justice league came out fucking in what? 2017. And then we got what in 2020, the the Snyder cut, like fucking enough already, man. Or 2021. I don't remember when it came out fucking enough already like people still like constantly fighting on the internet about this movie oh my god it's so better we gotta keep clamoring and, and 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 fuck warner brothers and i'm not gonna watch any of their other films and if we just keep pushing then they'll bring snyder back and it's like so many trains have left the station at this point like i, I don't know like I, I would assume like warner like wanted this article to come out or like pushed for it or the fact that they did a fucking they had a report and like some study to get this data that this happened like Who fucking cares, man? I don't know. I mean, I guess people still do, but it's like it's it's beyond me. Like, I don't know if that Zack Snyder wants to come back and do any more films after the way you know this shit all went down. I mean, Ben Affleck has most certainly moved on. Like, yeah, could you maybe get uh, Ray Fisher back? I don't know. Maybe if like the right people are removed. Like, I know he still wants like Hamadagon and and Jeff Johns and all the stuff if he's gonna do any project. I mean, Ezra Miller, obviously, that shit's kind of crazy um and people are now taking this article and like yeah see this proves that there's a hit piece on Ezra Miller I don't know man there's a lot of footage and accounts on Ezra Miller and he's definitely mentally they are I'm sorry are definitely mentally unwell and having a mental break right now so I don't think that's a hit piece I think there's some crazy shit going on with them uh so there's that I mean yeah you can get what uh what's his face Momoa back because he's still Aquaman and Gal Gadot back because she's Wonder Woman but like I think that shit. the train has left the station for everybody else. So like you can keep clamoring for this all you want, but I, I don't see the, the main people involved, like coming back. Like they've left, they've moved on, they're doing other things, you know, there, there's other plans in place now. So from that standpoint, I'm just like fucking enough already. Like, listen, you could still love the Snyder movies. If, if those are your favorite DC movies, all the power to you. Um, but you know, it's also the fact that uh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to demonize everybody, but like we've said a thousand times, there's a portion of that Snyder cut fan base that is fucking toxic as all hell. Um, there's claims also like in this article that like, I don't they don't name any, any sources, but like, I don't know that like Zack Snyder, like kind of like sicked the Snyder cut fan base on Warner to like get stuff done and I wonder how true that is. I'm not going to sit here and like really like debate the validity of that. I know there are people that are absolutely fucking sure that's what happened or say that that's just bullshit. Like there are people online that have made their minds up. I'm not here to argue with either of them. It, this whole situation is ridiculous. I can't believe we're just still talking about it. Like, listen, like that vision, as much as you may have wanted it, I it's done. Like it's done. It's over. It's over. I mean, listen, never say never never say never because watch they'll do something and then everyone will be like brett you're an asshole you don't support the fans you're a shill like i don't fucking get paid for this i'm not getting paid i'm just take right now i'm taking time out of my day just to do it because i fucking love to do it i'm not getting paid i have no insider information you know here and there mario and i used to get screening things i was never required you know when i watched a movie to like write a good review or anything like that i just got to see things early and i always give my honest opinion um i'm not here to you know jeopardized journalistic integrity i'm not a journalist i'm i'm a fucking fan i like talking about this stuff with other like-minded people so i, I just I, i'm i'm kind of all over the place but just my thoughts on this is just it's just so fucking ridiculous like i don't even understand why this report had to come out or like had why did this have to come out like it's done just put it behind you move on you know what i mean like the fans that still want to keep talking about it they can they're going to do it anyway they can still keep talking about it but like to like fan the flames like this. And now like all these other conspiracies are coming out. Well, if this is true, then that must be true. It's just fucking enough already. It's, it's enough. It's enough. You know, it, it, it was an interesting idea. Zack Snyder had, it wasn't for everybody. You know, let's obviously let's just accept it. Um, you know what? I'm not excusing the studio. Definitely fucked with those films. They messed a lot of things up. We've seen the director's cuts for Batman recruitment and justice league. They're definitely superior to the theatrical cuts. Um, I don't, I still don't think that it made them like incredible, amazing masterpiece movies. My opinion, some people think they are my opinion, still not incredible masterpiece films, Um, but definitely significantly better than the theatrical versions. And, and, you know, knowing Zack Snyder's plans for his whole arc, it wasn't exactly the story I was clamoring for, wanted to see. Um, But, you know, it was, it was certainly a story. He had an idea. He had a vision. And you know, I, listen, I, I would have watched all of these films, even if I was I was feeling meh or just like kind of confused by a lot of them. I still would have seen them and watched them. Like I'm 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 not that kind of person. Like that's just gonna be like oh, I'm not watching anything. But yeah, I just can't stand like the the toxic fandom and like the fan base just being like i'm not gonna watch anything now it's just like it's silly like i don't know like if it really hurts you or burns you that much fine but like why deny like they're still making content of superhero characters that we love like why deny yourself that shit just because like you know your whatever your favorite director didn't get his way I, i don't know like i don't understand what like people's like like personal investment and stakes are in this like sometimes i'm like you just i don't know i i don't get it i'm i'm like i'm just f- i'm fucking over it i'm flabbergasted i'm flabbergasted so apparently bots who who cares i, I mean like obviously People use bots for fucking everything. So, like, of course there were bots used for this. Like, I'm not surprised. And if you're, like, denying that like, there were no bots, like, you're full of shit. Like, there were 100% bots. And and, and it's not, like, as exclusive to Zack Snyder fans or, Zack, or, like, Zack Snyder films. There's bots used for fucking everything. There's a million bots. There's bots just doing shit to, like, rile up people politically. There's bots for fucking weird like campaigns to shut down movies and cancel people like there's bots used for everything so like to even deny it is stupid like but also like to have a report on it is just fucking like duh fucking duh all right duh fucking duh all right so anyway there were bots can we just stop can we just stop with it already like it's done. The Snyder cook came out. Awesome. You got the movie. You have Man of Steel. You have Batman vs Superman. You have, you know, a, you know a lot of a lot of Zack shit is in is is still like evident in like the first Wonder Woman movie in, in the Aquaman film. Like there's still like he got a lot of his a lot of his vision is out there, you know? Um so it, it's just like it's stupid all the studio shit, all the drama, all the internet turmoil is fucking dumb, but you know, we did get some stuff from this guy and it 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 was good. Some of it was good, and some of it was was not good. And you know, everyone is entitled to their opinion, but just like enough with like the the stupid drama and this person said that, and he sicked bots and he sicked the fan base to push this to happen. And like, I don't understand like what all the shit slinging is, is about. Like, just fucking enough already. Like, go, go, just move on. Just move on. Everybody, move on. That's my opinion. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry but I'm sorry. You know what I mean? But I'm not. Uh, lastly, on our topics for this week, Ethan Hawke, uh, in an interview with Variety, he says, Marvel is actor-friendly, but maybe not director-friendly. And um, I actually really like, um, I want to read some of the quotes, because I really like how uh, he, he put this. Um, so he obviously he played the villain in Moon Knight. Um, and it was something that he, he in the past had kind of spoken a little critically of comic book genre. So it was kind of shocking that he even took the role. Um, but he thinks that, um, you know, we're kind of referring to like Scorsese and Francis Ford Cor- Cor- Coppola had made some comments uh, being critical of the MCU. And um, I'm going to read you the quote. So, uh, Hawk said, it needs to be somebody in the community saying, hey, everybody, this is not Fanny and Alexander, which is like a well-regarded, more like indie kind of film. Um, in uh, The article says he doesn't mind directors such as Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola being critical of Marvel movies. Uh, Hawk says, if you keep reviewing these movies that are basically made for 14-year-olds, like they're Fanny and Alexander or Winterlight, then who the hell is going to get to make Winterlight? Uh, I appreciate the elder statesman of the community reminding people not to set the bar too low. I know it makes some people think they're stuck up, but they're not stuck up. Um, he then said, the group of people at Marvel is extremely actor-friendly. They, may not, they might not be director-friendly, and that could be what Scorsese and Coppola are talking about, but they love actors. I think Kevin Feige had a great thing happen with Robert Downey Jr., and he understood that Downey's passion was a large part of the success. When actors are excited by a part, audiences get excited about watching them. Feige understood the algorithm there. So they're extremely respectful toward the process. The best thing about Moon Knight for me was Oscar's performance. It's a gonzo thing that happens to have a giant budget, a pretty out there performance. Um... He was also asked if he worried, uh, uh, by IndieWire, if he worried about getting sucked into the MCU for a long time. And Hawk said, I'm not supposed to talk about it. I had to sign an NDA about dealing with them, but I'm not interested in long-term commitments. I protected myself because I didn't know what it was going to be. I just wanted to know what that sandbox was like and it's what young people are watching. So why are we going to sit there and tell them it's not good? Um, So a lot of interesting things said there. So yeah, obviously we had, you know, uh, Coppola and Scorsese had come out and said that the Marvel films are not cinema, um, you know, and, uh, you know, Hawk here said that, you know, their movies made for 14 year olds and what he's, I, I, and I get what he's saying. Like there is like this medium there. He said, like, if we're treating these films, like they're fucking like Citizen Kane or like these amazing movies, you are in a way setting the bar low because there are a lot of these like, you know, listen, there are deeper films out there than these MCU movies. Let's just put it that way. There are much deeper films telling deeper stories, telling more personal, relatable stories that are set in our real world that are not fantastical. And that's no shade on these MCU movies because some of them do have a message. And listen, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you like a lot or some of them. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously I do. Mario does. We like the stuff, but I do get like where the critical consensus is, you know, the the movies are definitely aimed towards a, a, you know, a catch all. They want to grab everybody, young people, older people alike. Um, and you know, then when you set these movies as like, Oh my God, they are like the Holy grail. Like if that's what everything else is being judged off of, nothing else can really exist. And you're like, you're seeing that you've heard these complaints are heard. You've heard these complaints, um, before that, you know, The only things that are making it into theaters now are these big bombastic summer blockbusters. And this is like the height of cinema now. So where are these, you know, like smaller, smaller art house films and and how do they get get done? So um, I think it's, I think it's great that the way Hawk articulated, because yeah, Scorsese and Coppola, I think did come off a little bit like grumpy old men. And I think Hawk is, you know, he's a guy that is dedicated to the craft. He is into the art. He, you could see, he does, listen, he does straight to DVD films. He does bigger films. He does a lot of like a lot of different characters. I think he just wants to make art. He wants to be an interesting character. He wants to play, you know, whether it's theater, whether it's film, um, he's been direct, he's like directed some stuff as well. Um, I think this guy really just cares about the craft and the art. So, um, I think it was nice for him to kind of like the way he put it. And I think maybe clarify it. And I feel like he put that, like, I think it's good that the elder statesman, um, reminding people you know like hey like you know not to say that mcu is not cinema they're not movies um you know like how like coppola and scorsese came off but reminding them like listen this this, just also under see these movies enjoy them but like also know what they are and that there's a lot of other great art out there too and you know if, if, if 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 that's great you know if this is like oh my god this movie if if I don't know which one was like really good, <laughs> which, which one was really good. If Endgame is so good. If infinity war was so great, if Iron Man one was so great, you know, where does it leave like some of the other like projects and work that is out there that is not related to these comic book movies. Um, that's at least how I'm interpreting it. I hope that makes sense. I don't know if I'm like adding anything to this conversation or not, but um, I think it's interesting. And, and it's funny, you know, you said, I don't know if it's director friendly. And I think we've seen, um, you know, some films I kind of seem, Made by committee, or like they are just kind of like guided by Kevin Feige. You know, I know Mario's opinion in the past that like John Watts, who directed like the the three Spider-Man films, was kind of just like you know like a company guy. Like it, it, it in a way uh, those movies kind of like they just had a formula and it, it, there wasn't anything like there wasn't anything in there particularly that you'd be like, oh, that's a John Watts staple. Whereas you know now um, I haven't seen Thor four yet, but um, obviously I we're hearing I, I you know there's this kind of polarizing. Um, opinions of it online uh, you know it's a Taika Waititi movie for better or for worse and um, you know we're seeing that um, there's a lot of like stupid narrative stuff to, like the movie's like bombing and not doing well in the box office and it's absolutely ridiculous like it's making great money but you know definitely critical reception seems to be mixed or just like common fan you know anecdotally fan reception has been kind of mixed with it um, so we're seeing that and then also like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness which I enjoyed but I thought was like A little all over the place and you know supposedly you know we covered the story uh, a couple weeks ago you know that kevin feige was a little more hands-off with that and let sam raimi do his thing and it seems like maybe they let taika waititi do his thing for thor 4 after the success of ragnarok um and you know these are you know seem to be more mixed reception um so like when they are letting directors do their own thing it seems to be kind of like, Ugh. and I don't know if it's, people are just so used to the Marvel formula by now that when they do see something a little bit different, it's kind of like polarizing and like, what the fuck is this? Or if just that, like that, those things really aren't hitting. Um, so it's interesting. I, I'm, you know, and we also covered uh, or I covered a story like a week ago or two weeks ago that, um, you know, they are looking for big name directors for Fantastic Four. Um, you know, there's like some big rumor that they're trying to get Spielberg or something, which I I don't, I can't see that happening. Uh, that'd be incredible if they did, but you know, so, you know, and if if they let Spielberg, I'm sure Spielberg's not going to be taking no shit. Like he's going to make a Spielberg movie. So it's very, um, it's very interesting. Um, what's going on now with the MCU? Um, very, very interesting. So I think, I think, uh, Hawk nailed it though. Like it definitely seems like they are about the actors and the actors are getting to really like bring, you know, what they want to the table. But, um, you know, uh, it looks like some of the more freedom that they've given directors have, uh, resulted in more mixed reception, uh, versus like the very carefully crafted and, and, and molded, uh, like phases one, two, and three, um, where they kind of got some people to come on board and just execute their vision. Um, So I don't know. Let let me know what you think. Do you do you think that Hawk's comments are also snotty or or snobby? Um, Do you agree with Hawk? Do you agree with Scorsese and Coppola? Do you think everyone's wrong? Um, Do you agree with me? Sound off in the comments. Let me know. Uh, I'm actually super curious. Um, and while we're talking about sounding off in the comments, uh, communicating with us, remember you could always reach us at the fanboy at gmail.com, uh, email us there questions, suggestions, uh, just like our friend, Eugene Tan. Um, obviously listen, I'm not going to, we're not, we're not like the biggest podcast in the world, but we do have like, I think close to four or 500 audio listeners, uh, not as many YouTube. Uh, we're trying to grow that, but I definitely need to learn more social media marketing, <laughs> but, um, you know, people, we have a lot of. I know we have a lot of listeners out there. We have people internationally, so I love to hear from them and just kind of hear different stories and opinions and how things performed where they live and and you know how the kind of zeitgeist is there on a lot of this stuff. But yeah, if you send us a question, I'm I'm probably going to read it on here because it's not like I'm getting like a million. Qu- I I want that problem. I hope one week I have so many questions I can't possibly cover them or I have to record an additional podcast and just do like a mailbag. That would be cool. So. Uh, Fanboypodcast at gmail.com is a great place because it keeps everything consolidated. but also feel free to tweet uh, myself at Super Brettcon. You can tweet Mario at Superman on film. You could tweet just to the show at the fanboy show on Twitter. and um, you know reach us that way. Um, any way you get at us, I will myself and Mario will do our best to find those comments and save them and cover them on a future episode. Uh, so please reach out fanboypodcast at gmail.com. Um, so to wrap up this episode, um, I want to give my reaction to Miss Marvel season one. So last week I had watched the first two episodes and give you my thoughts on that. Um, the very next day I marathon the, the, the remaining four and I finished the season. And overall, um, I really liked the series. I definitely think, um, like I said, it was open, expand your horizons. I was kind of like, it might not be for me. It's not aimed at, at, you know, my type. It's not, it's not for me. It's aimed towards high school kids and it's not aimed towards adults or, you know, whatever. That's like my, my naive, my naive brain, jaded brain. And I watched it and it was really fun. Had a lot of cool style, um, so obviously I'm going to go into a couple of little spoilers here. So uh, as we all know, because they kind of prepared us ahead of time, there was a major change to um, the origin of Kamala's powers in this. Um, and, uh, you know, to how they, they kind of show themselves and everything. And I know it was like a big uproar. But having watched the series, although the origin and uh, of it is different, like she, in this one, she is not inhuman. Um, she does not, She is not a, a polymorph. She has control over hard light, um, which is a power she sort of has inside of her a little more on that. Um, and also gets from this like mystical bracelet that, um, she has, um, from that was passed down from her family and it has power from the newer, which is like another dimension that it draws power from, but she's able to like create these like constructs with it. And, um, but also, uh, they, they basically, she's still able to do the stuff she did as a polymorph. Um, they legit have like, even though it's not her body, itself stretching. She's able to like, kind of create like a long, like big fist in hand. So, and like bait and like make big fists and hit people and stuff. So she's able to kind of like, you know, kind of polymorph the hard light as an extension of her appendages to do that. So, um, I hope, like, I, well, I don't, it doesn't matter, I guess, I hope, I, I mean, I wonder if that still pissed people off about that change by the time they got to the end of this series, because um, even in the final episode, again, big spoiler, really cool moment, uh, she actually embiggens, and the hard light kind of creates, like, a, it kind of stretches her out and everything and like gives her the big fists and big legs. It makes her taller and bigger and stronger and stuff like that. Um, it just has like, you know, the visual effect is a bit different, but she's still able to basically do all the things she does in the comics. It just looks a little different. And the origin of it is a bit different. So um, I thought that was interesting. So I wonder if like people were like less pissed off by the end of it, or they're still angry. Anyway, um, the other big reveal at the end of this there um, is that, They finally, and I alluded to this last week because I kind of had it spoiled for me when I was yelling at people spoiling things on social media, but they did drop the M word. Um, So uh, Kamala's, uh, um, is it Kamala or Kamala? I'm probably saying it wrong. I apologize to uh, fans. Um, But her best friend who I already forgot his name, it might've been like Brandon or or something. Um, I know one of the characters mistakenly calls him Brian the whole time. And I keep thinking it's Brian now um, because I feel like they said that more than they said his real name. But anyway, the best friend had, uh, you know, he's, of course, she has like a super smart best friend that has access to all this technology where like, you're fucking in high school. How can you have all this stuff? But she's like, I, he's like, I examined your blood and your body and, uh, or whatever. And uh, he said, um, she has a mutation. So they said, mute, they didn't say mutant, but they said mutation. Um, and actually, uh, if I understand my comic history correctly, originally uh, Kamala, Kamala, uh, now it's going to bother me. I'm going to say both. Um, was supposed to uh, have her powers um, be the result of mutation, or she was supposed to uh, have a mutant origin, uh, but then you know it ended up being an inhuman uh, origin in the comics. But I, I believe the original plan was to have her uh, be a mutant. Um, so this actually kind of went back to that. And now that we have mutations and mutants, um, you better be damn sure we're probably going to be seeing uh some x-men stuff soon um there is going to be some x-men stuff and mutant stuff coming on the horizon no doubt um i wonder if we might hear some stuff about that uh at at san diego comic-con if they might drop some of that stuff so um yeah very very interesting uh but yeah overall i really liked the series i thought it was fun um there was a lot of cool I've, i've i've seen some articles that like Maybe some of the historical stuff about, you know, India and Pakistan and like her history is not like 100% done perfectly or 100% accurate. And I'm not going to pretend like I know because I'm just a fucking cisgendered white guy uh, from Long Island. (laughs) So, but overall, just from my perspective, I did actually really like how much her family history, I mentioned this, uh, even the first two episodes, but even – through to the end, how much her family history and, and the actual real world backdrop in, in his um, history of Pakistan and everything was actually uh, integrated into the story. I actually found it really interesting. And I thought it was, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, me being naive and not actually knowing all of this stuff. I thought it was done very well. Hopefully I wasn't too misinformed. Uh, hopefully people aren't too upset if they screwed some stuff up, but I thought it was cool. Like, I think it was, it was really important um, to get the representation out there. And I think it made her character and like her powers and the origin and everything all the more uh, special than it just being like, oh, you're an inhuman, Terrigen Mist, woo! Like it actually had some kind of connection and was more personal uh, to her and her family. Um, I loved her family and that her family was so involved. Her brother is a great character. He was really fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. We we that was Miss Marvel season one. So the, and they they had a cool little teaser, it was a post credit teaser where um, Kamala Kamala gets kind of like just I don't know she swaps places with Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, who's also sporting a, little, a new uh, a new hairdo and it looks like a, a new suit. Um, and that was cool. And they totally set it up and teased it to go into um, the Marvels, which is going to be that next film that's supposed to feature uh, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, Miss Marvel, Kamala Kamala uh, um, Khan. And, um, what's her face? The photon is her name photon or something. I messed it up. She was in WandaVision. She's another captain Marvel, uh, character. I forgot what her name is. Is it photon? Something with a photon or a proton protein protein, proton photon. So I'm bad. I haven't watched WandaVision in a while and, and I didn't do my research before. You know what? Just fucking look it up. Just fucking look it up. Uh, so, and she's actually, she's the daughter of Monica Rambeau, right? If I'm not mistaken, um, who was in the first Captain Marvel movie. And we saw as a, uh, other multiverse version of Captain Marvel in Dr. Strange and the, uh, multiverse of madness. Um, so it's her daughter who then becomes, um, a Marvel, a marvelous, a marvelous woman as well. So that's my review and my reaction. It's good. We, we got Mutants. And although her powers uh, are different, um, it's like she still can do the things that she does. The things that you like to see her do, she can still do. It just looks a little different. Um, one thing I will mention, though, because uh, with the hard light, like I said, she does she does the appendages. She makes the big fish, She has the stretchy arm, but it's just made it up hard light. It's not her actual arm stretching out. She embiggened, which was pretty dope. It was a really cool moment. Um, but uh, there's this other cool thing is like she kind of like can make platforms for herself and like run across them, which I thought is actually kind of cool. And there's a really cool scene. I might have been like episode three or four um, where she's getting chased. Um I think it's at the brother's wedding through like the kitchen and stuff and she actually is like on the floor and like creates a, a little like hard light platform and then use that to kick off of and like slide under like the like a, a kitchen table and like I thought they used it like really cool like there was some really cool use of that power I was like oh this is kind of neat and then they kind of like backloaded it with like nods to like her regular power set um cuz at first I was like oh wow they really are. I was like oh they really are changing it like it's a very different set of powers um uh, but I, I really like how they integrated it. Me personally, not being someone who's like, oh my God, you have to do everything they do in the comics and not, you know, uh, you know, I didn't like grow up on this character or have like some big attachment where I get upset when they change things. And and as you know, if you listen to the show, I'm never a guy that's like, you have to do everything beat for beat. Cause that's boring. Like do a different interpretation. That's cool. Um, I just hate sometimes when they change things just for the sake of changing them or, Um, You know, or, you know, obviously this is a subjective thing, but changing them, uh, just changing them for for the worse, like just making a change that's so fucking stupid and baffling. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get why they kind of did this power set, especially with Fantastic Four on the horizon. I guess they just didn't want two stretchy people. And this kind of differentiates her a little bit. And it's probably I would imagine it must be a little easier on the effects budget and just easier on the effects in general um because like in i'll be honest like multiverse of madness like when we had um john krasinski as uh reed richards spoiler for multiverse of madness um i thought when he was like stretching it looked i mean like let's face it it stretching doesn't like ever really look good it, just because the CG like everyone ends up just looking like fucking rubber like even when people aren't stretching they look like a weird rubber person you know when the CG is like not up to snuff and it, it, it's just like it's not it's right it's not like a lot of these films it's not you look like a weird action figure um like a rubber Gumby doll or something so anyway the whole point when John Krasinski was Reed Richards in Multiverse of Madness I thought his stretchy stuff did not look great it looked kind of shitty um and I imagine um if they had to do that throughout the marvel series they have the marvel series and listen they're gonna have to figure it out for fantastic four hopefully that doesn't look shitty too maybe they'll they'll figure it out by then and and get it down or or find some way to like make it look better but i I imagine you know just for like with the budget of a show they were just like we can't do this This it's gonna look like absolute trash and with the with the the glowing you know ethereal hard light the purple diamond crystally stuff Um, you know, which didn't always look amazing too, but being the fact that it is from like another dimension, like it's like, you can kind of get away with it. It's some weird hard light, like some other material or way of utilizing the energy in the world from like another fucking dimension. So like you can get away with it looking a little more like fan, like heightened, fantastical. And, uh, it doesn't look that bad when she has a big fist or she's giant, you know, it it versus being like a weird, you know, Gumby motherfucker. So... (laughs) so uh, that that's it that's my miss Marvel season one I actually I liked it um I thought it was fun it's like six episodes and they're like 40 45 minutes each so it's not even like six full hours it's like four five hours it's uh I think I think it's a worthwhile watch it's fun and, and it teases some cool stuff to come and uh yeah I, I thought uh you know I'll say I will say too um we do know uh, it, um uh the actress who plays uh Kamala Kamala, Um, she, it's, I believe if not mistaken, this is like her first acting gig ever. She like has like no experience. Um, and I thought she was hit or miss. I thought some, she seemed really good in some scenes and other scenes. She seemed a little amateurish. Um, so I will give that criticism. Uh, but for the most part, like everyone else in the show, uh, you know, was pretty solid and, uh, it was fun. Like, yeah, because it was only six episodes, I didn't feel like there were any real like filler episodes. I felt like every episode, um, really was like important and had a good energy and pacing and really moved through it. And uh, and uh yeah. Surprise, surprise, you try something new or that you think you might not like and you might enjoy it. So um well folks, that's it. That's another episode of the Fanboy Podcast. Uh again, super brecon tweet at me. Email us, the fanboy podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit up the fanboy show at the fanboy show on Twitter, or uh, you can reach out to Mario at Superman on film on Twitter and get at us. Let us know suggestions, questions, topics to explore. Um, And please, um, like I always say, if you can, you know, just word of mouth, share this podcast with your friends. If you can subscribe on, on, on on Instagram, fuck. if you could subscribe on YouTube, if you could subscribe to the audio podcast and your favorite podcast service, if you could leave us a review, um, it helps us get out there, get more listeners. Um, it helps us in the search algorithm and uh you know us uh, show up more in people's search results when they are looking for podcasts dedicated to like you know pop culture and and superheroes and video games and all that good stuff so um as always i really appreciate um you taking time out of your day to listen to me ramble and ramble and ramble um i apologize it's been solo podcast every week again extenuating circumstances uh with mario's family and uh you know please send again positive thoughts uh, and and uh, well, well wishes uh, to Mario and his family uh, while he gets through this tough time. But yeah, hopefully we'll be back as a duo soon. Um, tell you the truth, I didn't even bother him this week. <laughs> I just recorded this on my own, and I'm going to let him know as soon as I finish and say, hey, Mario, I got one in the can, so if you need to take a break, go ahead um being i'm gonna be away this weekend so i couldn't record any other day so i wanted to record one for you guys before i left but i'm gonna let him know one's in the can this can go out if he wants to record one on his own or feels up to it he can too maybe he'll get some extra content but uh yeah you're gonna get a nice uh, a podcast like a day early this week so um i hope you've enjoyed it um hey anyway be kind and stay fanboy adios